Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jazz here, and I'm jiving to this episode of Transformation Animation featuring Mike Blanchard, Stephen C. Phillips, and Michael Wilson. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Transformation Animation Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, T.F. Joe and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. And Pecan Court Michael. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. What's been going on with you, Steve? Mm, not much. Uh, finally pried my ass away from Arkham. <laughs> but um, <laughs> You are a stronger man than I. I've beat it three times. Because uh, <laughs> he's been playing for the last 175 hours. Eh, off and on. I thought, I thought <laughs> you were playing the DC Universe. As he soon was. as I got Arkham, I jumped ship. Because <laughs> um, it's just a hell of a lot better, and I'm stuck in DC. Uh, not that I won't eventually go back to it. But um, I'm also playing Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions on 360, which is quite cool. Oh, sweet. Mm. Uh, that looks cool, actually. It, it's difficult in some aspects, but it's kind of cool because you get to play as the different timelines and they get special powers. So it's and some of their abilities are similar to playing Arkham. So I was right at home. Uh, so is but, the controls the uh, the control scheme is it the same? Roughly it's, the same it's between games. Similar. There's a lot less controls to be had in the Spider-Man. Mm. But um, it, it's fine. But um, other than that, uh, pretty much been, uh, besides our uh, membership application on the, the website now, yes, uh, which we had to draft because we were getting ample of emails of people inquiring to join the network. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not my we fault. Had, we had to make an application. <laughs> For people to fill out in a guideline of rules. And so, yeah. 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 That's been going on. We've been working on the guide to next year, what's coming next year. Um, I actually have to go back and listen to the uh, last year's uh, year in review episode because I have to figure out how the hell I organized that last year. So I got to do that for this year's. 
Um, let's see. We also have a, uh, I think, where did I put it? Here we go. Even though this is transformation animation, uh, we are currently not doing any more TBU episodes, but we did get a review on TBU. Uh, it was left on November 17th, 2011, by Charles Niedemeyer. Uh, Four-star review. Why not five? I have no idea. Uh, very good show. Tough crap. Finally a Beast Era podcast. This is probably my favorite of the Transformers, and I'm so glad that there's finally a podcast covering it. In this show, you get an in-depth look at each episode, plus voice actor interviews, great stuff. Uh, so thank you to him for leaving that review. Um, as for, uh, what about you, Michael? What have you been up to, seeing as how it's the holiday season? What has the family Wilson been up to? Oh, that, that uh, that's a good question. Actually, I... <laughs> I find it very hard to tear myself away from Skyrim lately. So. You like Skyrim. Everybody who uh, plays that is finding themselves hard to be torn away from it, yeah. Yeah, I, I got a buddy of mine that's going on 100 hours, and he has barely touched the uh, the main storyline. Good lord. Yeah, I don't know how many I've got. I think I'm going on about 30, and I haven't touched the main storyline yet. But uh, it's... It's fairly immersive. I mean, I just ordered a brand new computer just to play it. I mean, well, I installed it on my machine, and my machine immediately said, "Oh, you're not, you're not seriously going to try to run this, are you?" <laughs> it said, uh, "Bite me." It didn't go that far. I can play it. it. I just have it on the lowest visual settings, and and even then, it's so bogs down a bit sometimes they're like it's like there's this huge beautiful vistas of countryside with mountains and occasionally a flying dinosaur in the distance <laughs> and the minute i look up my machine grinds to a halt while it's busy rendering all these mountains and then it kicks back in and i can move so like half the time i'm staring at the ground while i'm running and people are sneaking up on me and mountain lions are chewing my face off before i know what's going on and <laughs> It's uh, it's just, it's just not the way the game was meant to be played. So, I mean, I got a new machine in the in the mail now. It should be coming here in a week or so. Are you sure about that? You sure no one stole it or anything like that? Well, I, I you know, I actually got a really good deal through Dell. Uh, it was like a Black Friday deal. It was a thousand dollars off this machine. Um, I mean, I've I've got like sixteen gigs of RAM and. Uh, or, sorry, 16 uh, gigs of RAM, 2 terabytes of hard drive space. Uh, I've got just a, a ginormous video card in there. This, this thing's going to run like a monster. And it, I'm really looking forward to playing Skyrim on it, but I, I haven't received it yet because they're, they're, we're waiting on uh, the video card. Uh. Yeah, I mean, initially it had canceled. And I'm thinking, what the hell? I, I was expecting to get it, you know, and I, I went online and found out that it was canceled. And I talked to the guy, the customer service guy, and he said, well, it canceled itself because the, this video card won't be in for a month. And I'm like, tough, you know, reinstate it. I'll wait. <laughs> I want that video card. So, so, yeah, so I'm waiting on the new computer now. It should come in in a couple weeks. Wow. I won't get it until after Christmas, which is unfortunate, but. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like uh, my wife and I. This is kind of like our Christmas gifts to each other because we both got one. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I'm notoriously hard to buy for, so just, you know, buy me a $2,000 computer, and I'll be okay. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, the beauty of it, because I got it for, like, you know, a little over 1000 It's just a right, yeah. it's ridiculously powerful, expensive beast of a machine, and, and, and yeah, I got it for less than what I could have built it on my own for. And that's yeah. really the criteria there. I, I, I'm fully capable of building the machine on my own, but can I can I just buy it cheaper with a warranty? Exactly. I'll yeah. do it that way. Yeah, exactly. As far as me, I'm getting all the new shows ready for next year, um, getting blog, blog posts for the end of the year done. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, getting the GCR Music Spotlight going. We've got to record our 80s episode this month. Um, this show's coming to an end. This is the second to last episode of TAP. Uh, so there's that. Um, other than that, not much else is really going on. So. It's, it's uh, winding down for the holidays, huh? Yeah, it's not even, I mean, I'm still going to be working straight through. Because, I mean, my mom lives up in Massachusetts. I'm here by myself, so I don't care. I mean, to me, and this is not to take anything away from the holiday spirit, but to me, it's just another day at this point. Cause uh. I mean, I'll just be here by myself. So I don't really care. I mean, I've already sent my mom her Christmas presents. I already told her, you know, Hey, if you want to wait till Christmas, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, to open them. Uh, it's just not, yeah. The holidays pretty much have no meaning for me anymore. <laughs> that's a shame. Eh, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a break you're going to hear some quotes and then we'll come back with the Allspark Almanac Volume 1 discussion Perhaps thou should have planned this caper with greater forethought hmm? such as arranging a getaway car Hey William Smell quit picking on her Quiet both of you I'm thinking Hi there Look to your left. The key is in the ignition. Come on! From whence comes this? Don't argue with the lady. Get in! This chariot is fleet! It's not a chariot, Featherbrain. It's an SUV. Hey, SUV. That's what we ought to call ourselves. As in society of... Uh... Ultimate villainy. Ooh, I like it. The probes couldn't have gone far. They're on foot. Not anymore, they're not. Handles like a dream, doesn't it? Also, plenty of cargo space for your stolen loot. And don't even get me started on a cup holder. Let me just say I've had my eye on your operation for the last few days, and I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing. Oh costume villain team-up thing. It's very exciting. I'm thinking we could do something together. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> kind of an I scratch your back, you scratch mine type arrangement. Consider this slick ride a down payment. It's a truck. Big one. Push the red button.
plans for stuff that was for season four. Yeah. And the pictures of all the stuff that. Yeah. Yeah. This is just. It's like. We'll wow. get to that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just terribly, terribly cool stuff. Yes, it is. All right, we are back, and we are going to start the AllSpark Almanac discussion with Volume 1. Both volumes are written by Jim Sorensen and Bill Forster. The Volume 1 cover has a bulkhead with a broom and Sari sitting on his neck. Um, yeah, I don't know why they went with this cover. I mm. honestly don't. <laughs> I... No, he, he doesn't have a broom. He's painting. Oh, broom, paintbrush, whatever. It looks like a broom to me. It, well, it, it is a broom because he uses the broom to paint with. But, you know, that's like, a, a, I don't want to say a major portion of Bulkhead's backstory. Or not his backstory, but, you know, his personality. He's like, well, I'm, I'm the big, but, dumb Bumblebot. Uh, I think I'll <laughs> paint. And he spent several episodes just painting. Yeah. So I, I kind of like this. It's uh, you know, especially because Sari's got her little paintbrush in her hand, and she's for some reason covered in blue paint. I don't get it, but mm. uh, you know, I I like it. I I like that it kind of it kind of looks like they painted the cover together. Yeah. Well, they do like to paint together. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're artistic and such. <laughs> it's stuff and junk. Yeah, stuff and junk, stuff and junk. Um, <laughs> I don't one of, know. One of the uh, one of the first things that caught my eye when I was uh, you know flipping through this was the uh, the table of contents page. Not really for the fact that it's oh my god, it's the table of contents and you can see where to go from there, but mainly for all of the different logos that they originally had for the show. Hmm. All the different logo designs. I really, I really love those. Um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting, you know, behind-the-scenes look. Yeah. And directly across from that, you've got, you know, kind of sketches of what the characters would end up looking like. Yeah. So lots of behind-the-scenes type stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Several pages of character sketches. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that Derek Wyatt just turned over his notebook and said, here you go publish all this stuff. I almost wish they would have went with some of these uh, designs in here more so than what they used. Which, would, what, you mean like Transformers Hero, or? No, not the name. That well, name no, I mean, originally, name. yeah, originally they were going to have uh, that series be Transformers Hero, and the toys, and I'm assuming portions of the storyline, would have been you know, more directly related to the uh, the Unicron trilogy, but then they went with the uh, the you know the Derek Wyatt route, which was more cartoony and stylized. I think what Steve is saying is he he wishes that more of the robot designs looked like the sketches, kind of like Ratchet's ambulance look in in, in drawing form and um, that kind of stuff. I think that's what he. Well, was. I mean, there's meant? there's yeah, there's that. There's like for instance Megatron's head. Nothing against what was already previously there. I just like the one that's on page eight better. But yeah, yeah, because it's more of the bucket head. Yes, I like the bucket head. Everybody likes the bucket head. <laughs> bucket head. Yeah. More G one esque, let's say. Yeah, I, I, th I really like what they came up with, though. I mean, 
I really like that Megatron for this series, at least. Yeah, I don't think this show would have had the popularity it got if it was called Transformers Hero. It would have been Heroes, not Hero. Heroes. Well, it says in here on page uh, 11, it says Transformers Hero. Well, yeah. that must be a typo because it was Heroes. Right. I don't know. I mean, I remember when the first uh, leaks came out. and it I was, was covering the coverage of it, too. Yeah, it was a Hero. Hero. I heard heroes, but uh, see that that just doesn't sound right. To me. Maybe to you. <laughs> Does this sound right? He rose, he rose, and did what? Yeah, um, you know, this, one of the things I really love about both of these books, but simply because of the the first volume is mainly the first two seasons of the show. Um, during the show, you don't always get to see every little detail on the robots. And I love the fact that they have all these model images, full model, full color images of Optimus and, and all the characters and all his, you know, his different uh, facial expressions and all his different trailers. Um, <laughs> the dump truck trailer that we the, never actually the saw. The dump truck, the G1, the fire it's, truck trailer, yeah. The G1, yeah. No, it's very cool. I mean, they... Again, somehow got all these images that were, I'm assuming, designed for the show. That were, I mean, a lot of these were used. I mean, the back of yeah. Ratchet, uh, the back of his ambulance mode, uh, most of the vehicles and their their the, you know, the cab where people would actually sit and drive. Right. Uh, you know, all of these images that were used in the show that were just, you know, blink and you'll miss it. You know, they they pulled them out and they displayed them here in all their glory. I'm sure that Derek had a lot of, you know, passed a lot of this stuff over to Jim Sorensen. Um, I believe when we, when I talked to Jim Sorensen, he said that he handled most of the visuals, most of the imagery, and Bill Forster handled most of the story in the book, as far as like writing the bios and stuff like that. Um, what about you, Steve? What do you like so far going into the book, the first volume? Well, like, uh, some of the information, like, I, I find it interesting, but ultimately I like it for seeing the designs that they threw to everything mm. and the variations thereof. Yeah. So uh, being a, a, a past comic reader, <laughs> I would have to say that I, I like the imagery that I'm seeing in here uh, more so over the information. Uh, so, like, yeah. if something, you know strikes my attention, then of course I'm going to read about it. But uh, it's just nice to see all the different variations that they had going on through here. Did, <laughs> did Prowl ever use his tuning fork in the, in the show? <laughs> I think he did once. The seismic staff. I just noticed that. I'm like, wait, that's a tuning fork. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Um, I like being able to see all the different you know, aspects of Bumblebee, even though I still don't care for the character. Um, I like being able to see it in slow-mo without having to get a stock transformation scene to learn how to transform the toy. Hmm. Um, There's one page in here. Uh, it doesn't actually have a page number. I'm not going to point out the pages, actually. But uh, <laughs> page 57 uh, that actually has Bumblebee in all the different lighting. So it's like, 
you know, you, you have him in the dark, you have him under blue light, under red light. Yeah, and it actually looks like a page just covered in Bumblebee repaints. But it's in fact it's it's Bumblebee just under different lighting conditions. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda th- cool though. I thought it was terribly cool. Yeah. Um I think out of all of the character bios in in this volume, my favorite is seeing jazz. Just seeing all the different visuals of jazz. <laughs> um one of the things I really love about this book is talking about the bios and stuff is how they had other care like you like you have Sentinel Prime writing Jazz's bio, talking about Jazz. So it, it, to me, when I first read these bios, when I first got this book, oh God, however long ago it came out, um, when I was reading the bios, I could it's funny I can actually hear sadly Sentinel Prime's voice in my head talking about Jazz. <laughs> I wouldn't want him flying around in my head. <laughs> okay, I, but what I'm what I'm saying is they really brought the characters to like like you have Bumblebee writing Blur's bio. I could hear Bumblebee's voice in my head when when I'm reading about Blur. So I'm saying that they brought those characters that were talking about the other characters to life in this. Right. Oh, in yeah, most cases, I, I could see it. In most cases, you can actually hear it as you read it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 well, after you've watched this enough, right? After you've watched, <laughs> sat through all three seasons, uh, you can tell by, just by the way it's written, which character it's supposed to be, and then that voice comes out. Uh, in a few instances, you know, I actually had to read to the end to see who penned it. Yeah. Because you know, each one has the, uh, you know, the author's name at the, bo- at, at, at the, the back. I wish Swoop would have used the thermal mace more in the show if he was actually in the show more. That thermal mace looks awesome on page 43. Again, they're all very... All the Dinobots, except for Grimlock, were very underutilized. Even Grimlock was underutilized. I mean, he... Uh, I wouldn't say underutilized. I would say poorly utilized. Yeah. He showed up a lot. I mean... Yeah, he was there quite a bit. Yeah, if I didn't know any better, I I would almost say that... You know, we had a little uh, uh, British influence there, let's say. <laughs> but but no, he showed up a lot. He just was very poorly used. I think if Hasbro had actually made a repaint of Ironhide in the silver armor, I would have bought that toy. I don't. I, <laughs> I I I wouldn't care if it was a repaint of Cybertron, Cybertronian Ratchet toy. I would have bought that toy if there was a silver repaint of Ironhide. But the orange just... We were very lucky to get the orange toy. (laughs) So many toys that we didn't get. I mean, uh, even repaints. Repaints are a layup. And, yeah, yeah, there's so many that we just didn't get. I mean, a green bumblebee. How hard would it have been? They were supposed to do that, but we never got it. I know. There's a lot of stuff they were supposed to do, but you know, and you know, again, uh, well, I want to say like Goldfire Grimlock, and there was yeah. there was at least one more lockdown. There was a Jazz repaint that didn't come out. No, the oh. Jazz repaint came out. Uh, Freeway Jazz. He was movie colors. Uh, he was the silver animated Jazz. He was movie colors. He was called Freeway Jazz. He right, didn't come- right. Okay, I got him. Who was I thinking of? Oh, I'm sorry, the blur repaint. 
Yeah, the, the gray the, blur. The, the vortex blur. The vortex mean. blur, yeah. Anyway, what it comes down to is, as far as Hasbro is concerned, repaints are manna from heaven. You know, we've already got mm-hmm. the mold. All we got to do is print it in a different color. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at this point, uh, at, the, at that point in time, uh, the sales were so low, they just said, all right, we're just going to kill this one. Just going to kill it, yep. Yeah, it sad. sucks, but... Sad, but it happens. Yeah. I find it funny that looking at the page out of the corner of my eye, uh, uh, Swindle's Scatter Blaster on page 77, when I first looked at it out of the corner of my eye, I was like, wait, he has a purple lightsaber? Because <laughs> the, the weapon is on the bottom of the page. Yeah. Oh. It, <laughs> it looks like a lightsaber. It looks like a giant purple lightsaber like on the handle. Side. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> the handle. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, th- this is cool because you not only get, you know, pictures of the front and the back of Swindle's alt mode, the front and the back of his robot mode, you get pictures of him with all of his weapons deployed. Yeah. Uh pictures of, you know, close-ups of his arm, uh a lot of even black and white pictures. The yeah. detail how the weapons come out of his body. It's it's just just a lot a lot of detail here. It's a lot of neat uh, stuff to include. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I still wish we had a tape deck sound wave. I would have bought the hell out of a TFA tape deck sound wave any day. He's called Wolf's Wallace Transformer sound wave. <laughs> What'd you say, Steve? I said you would. Shut up, you Beast Wars fanboy. I will kill you. Right. Bastard. <laughs> There's no shame in being a Beast Wars fanboy. No. Wait, Starscream wrote his own bio. Truck that monkey. That's because Starscream is extremely conceited. That's that's true. And he's a douche. I love seeing the the uh, the clones in here. The the Seeker clones. Because it shows. Clone three three seven zero three one eight, which is Skywarp, and it shows the Ramjet clone as well. Um, I just love that they added those, and it shows Slipstream and and all the other clones as well. I just I don't know, I just really like that that they're showing off each one individually, that they're taking the time to write a bio for each individual toy. Yeah, that's very cool. Yes. I like yeah, I like all the different colors. Locked down in his poncho on page. Yeah, that's funny. 
Page 88. You gotta that's think that's gonna be like 80 feet of fabric. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. <laughs> He's tall. When did Sari ever have sunglasses in the show? At night. Those are like, those are like goggles. Yeah, but I never saw like those goggles, goggles on her in the show. Oh, I don't know. I, I remember when she showed up with the... Uh, the hockey gear, but not so much the, what the, is that, cold weather gear? Yeah. Well, the cold weather gear came in the uh, the camping episode. Oh, okay. So maybe sure. the goggles were used, okay, maybe they were used, I, I just, just, it's weird <laughs> because seeing them on the page, I don't remember them in the show. Yeah, where's the context? <laughs> exactly. And they show some Dax head without the stripe and then with the stripe. That's nice. <laughs> we, we, we are seriously going to go through this page by page. <laughs> no. Hey, two more pages till Professor Princess. Yeah, we're skipping that page. That page Pro- doesn't exist. Professor Princess PhD. Ah, All right, you funny. can have your Professor Princess moment. Go ahead. No, they've got a half a page of Angry Archer's weapons. Yep. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then a- after the bios, it gets into all of the stories and, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, <laughs> the headmaster. <laughs> he said headmaster. Goes into the events of what happened. I believe these are all comic events. Um, what I... Where are we? What I really love is how they sh- they're they're showing off um, different colors of black arachnia. That's awesome. Uh, it's yeah. on uh, crap. La la la. It's on page one seventeen. Oh, okay. Let me catch up here. Yeah, because <laughs> these are the. Uh... Yeah, these are from the comics. All yeah. these pages now are from the Arrival comics. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. No. No, like yes. no, like page one thirteen, one fourteen, one fifteen. These are uh, episode rundowns, aren't they? Right, but the next page, where Black Arachnia's multicolor is, it says the arrival number four. A few loose strands by Marty Eisenberg. Oh, I thought this was just stuff that they put together. No, <laughs> she's got Starscream's crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love on the next page where it's talking about. Sorry, I, I love just... on the next page where where it has the episode seven rundown of the thrill of the hunt. On the page opposite that, it has um, uh, Swindle's uh, ledger. This is so cool. Oh, there we go. Um. And it gives you prices and amounts and and personal <laughs> it's for. Um, there's an evaluation form about Optimus. That's really cool. Um, uh, and, it's got the old, that, and it's got the old school tech spec. Yep. That's I awesome. Know. Yeah, it does. And, uh, <laughs> nice. You know, it's, yeah, actually on the opposite page, you can get an example of this, but uh, what's really awesome 
is that they show a lot of the painted backgrounds. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the times in the show, you know, you you get you can get lost just looking in the backgrounds. They gloss yeah. over them so quickly that it's hard sometimes, but they're they turn out really nice. You got a page from your favorite character's diary all in pink. <laughs> Professor. Ugh. Guess who's on the other page? Yeah, I know. I saw it. Yep. The, the pinata. And I remember when we pointed out the pinata in that review. That was funny. <laughs> <sighs> Good times. Um. Monster from Mars. Yep. Oh, I forgot his name. It's another pretender. Skullgrin, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Eh, I'm getting old. Don't begrudge me. Wait. There's a love letter <laughs> to... Well, there's a letter to Sart to Sumdak from Sari. <laughs> um, How far ahead are you? Uh, I'm on page 138, 139. Garbage. Uh, garbage, I am Ritgar. Oh, you're way... Okay, I'm on like 127. Megatron's encrypted internal log. He's talking about... Stella Healy, the kickboxer come saboteur. I don't remember this. This must be from a comic book. It's probably from one of the comics. Oh, it's the arrival number three. Okay. Yeah. I don't recognize this at all, but she looks kind of cool. Yeah, she does. Yeah. The story of Garbage-O's. Garbage-O's. <laughs> <laughs> Putritional facts. Are you serious? Okay, I know TFA has its own language and its own culture, but futitional tra- uh, fut- futitional facts, really? Fuel-titional? Yeah, fuel-titional facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, pimp my bulkhead. <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. Memoirs of a Magnus, Chapter 39. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and try to find these comics because these look just hilarious. Um, I didn't realize they had comic reviews interspersed in here. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's really cool. On, uh, on page <laughs> one fifty. On page 150, it has uh, the Titan Magazine stuff. They have an Iron Man bot, Afterburn. Hold on, I'm, I'm skipping a bunch of stuff here. <laughs> oh, we got 150? Yeah, where it says Titan Magazines. Oh, yeah, these are uh, the British ones. Yeah, those crazy Brits. Simon Furman, there's our Grimlock maniac. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's Afterburn. Yeah, you know when Afterburn first came out, there was a lot of talk about him being uh, sideswipe. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, it's animated sideswipe," and then they named him Afterburn for some reason. Yeah. Who fights off a deadly rage virus? Oh God, can we just not rehash that whole storyline over and yes, over again? Yes, let's not. One, one, one thing I want to bring up is something that Michael and I kind of didn't really argue over, but we were, I was sure and he wasn't. Um, if you look on page 160, 
there is models of Sentinel Cybertronian form. That is so not a snowplow on him. He did have a different Cybertronian form. It was more of a armor, like a like an APC type of battering ram, not a snowplow. Mm, that looks cool. That looks really cool. I wish they I, had kept that for the Earth mode. I like that better than his Earth mode. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's his a toy Cybertronian mode almost looks like a almost like a uh, a head yeah like the beast machines megatron head that's only, yeah only the megabolt megatron with no arms or no leg, no spider legs on it yeah yeah so you, so you take uh, sentinel prime's <sighs> cybertronian mold and just set it right on top of your your headless fort max and you'll be good to go yep but <laughs> He'll get shot before then and die. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite season of the year, Halloween. Page 170, 171. He was Vulcan just flying ahead. I'm just leafing through here, leisurely looking at the pages. It's been a while <laughs> since I've actually looked at this book. This came out a few years ago. Well, yeah. the only bit of art in here I like on the, the Halloween part is Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee looks great. <laughs> Count Bumblebee, Leela. Yep. All right, now Wants to here suck we... your energy on. <laughs> here we go. Pages 176-177, we have uh, Design Evolution. Uh, Ultra Magnus, basically white repainted Optimus. That looks really cool. I wish As they much... would have used that, honestly, instead of the, the... Or had when Magnus got damaged badly, I wish they would have went to this design, <laughs> had him break off the uh... shell and be like, Watcha! <laughs> now, now, normally, I am more so in toy form rather than animation form. I am severely against the way they've done Ultra Magnus since the beginning of Transformers Toys, which he's basically a white Optimus Prime with a bunch of armor. I've never liked that, but just seeing TFA Optimus painted white like this, I really like that design. And, of course... You know who you can blame for that, though? Uh, Who? Dreamwave comics. Oh, yeah. Fuck that me. was yeah, well they they were the first ones to, you know, it was basically a comic book where uh I forget, I think it was Shockwave that supposedly killed Ultra Magnus, but instead of dying, uh he just shedded the armor. Yeah, he shed the the whole thing broke apart and this white Optimus Prime popped out and it's like, "Oh." And at the time it's like, "That's the coolest thing ever." <laughs> Uh, and then after, Until you know... they made it one of the biggest crux in toy history. Exactly. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like, it's like, well, we could just make a black repaint, but well, we could paint them white and make them Ultra Magnus. I, I no. like the white and blue scheme. I, I, I think it's cool. I would have bought that toy. Uh, but then, like, right next to him, look who you find. It's a Shattered Glass Motormaster. Oh, or yes. I should say, you find Motormaster, <laughs> but he looks like Shattered Glass Prime because he's in the green and the purple. Yeah. Um, this is head. what Motormaster was always meant to be. Motormaster was not meant to be a garbage truck, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one thing about this page that I'm kind of really digging on, because I, I, again, like you, Michael, I haven't looked at this in, in a while. I haven't like looked page by page, by page in a while. Yeah. On Optimus's heads, heads that they have here, I like how they almost gave him a Beast Wars optimal uh, face thing. Right. Yeah, he's got like a nose plate and a chin plate with like a mouth in between. Yep, I like that. That's cool. And for Kevin, who is not here, and Kevin won't actually be in this episode because I don't think he's ever even seen these books. Uh, originally, Prowl was going to be white, and they show it here, and he looks they sh- they should have kept him white. <laughs> no, he looks it looks good. Uh... Oddly, there was actually a Japanese repaint of Prowl in this color scheme, right. and it looked awesome. That's the Tokyo... It's some special Tokyo exclusive fair thing. Yeah. It's, it's on, on DBTS for like 55 fair. bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to pay 55 bucks no. for a repaint, but, yeah. it, but it looks really good. We'll put it, leave it at that. And again, as you said, Michael, about you know when you're watching the show, you don't always. For me, I know, like I notice the backgrounds, but it's not like I'm paying attention to the story. I'm paying attention to the action. Uh-huh. And chapter eight of the, or chapter six of this book is they're showing you all the different areas of Detroit, um, and I really like that they're actually showing you the background shots in here. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of gorgeous art. Yep. So I'm going to put a lot of time into this. It's just really... Well, Derek put a lot of time into it, but yeah. Do you think... Oh, I mean, I know Derek did the uh, character designs, but I don't think it was Derek doing the backgrounds. I'm not sure what he did. Well, I I know he was doing character design, but I mean, maybe he did all the backgrounds. Maybe he painted all these. I don't know. But somebody... I mean, somebody with a very unique style... Uh, you know, did a really nice job on these. What do you think of the background images, Steve? Um, I think that they're actually highly detailed for, uh, you know, for, for one, nobody really paid attention to it in the show. Right. Um, and two, it, 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 I don't know, it looks really well. I mean, compared to the rest of the animation in the show, I'd say that, uh, they should have gone with this more, I don't know, uh, nicer animation of detail. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, these are... It's Volume 1 gives you a lot of great details of Season 1 and Season 2. It gives you a lot of great information. Um, for me personally... I can't read the episode recaps because of the fact that it's a black page with bright green lettering. I mean, it's yeah. not that I don't want to read them. I would love to read them, but yeah. it's I a little just hard on can't. the eyes. Yeah, it's very hard on the eyes. 
Yeah. I'll buy that. For a dollar. For a dollar. Oh, I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, you know, I, I love all the settings of, like, the Decepticon base, the Autobot base, Sumdak Tower on the outside. Um, they have two pages of cars. Yep. It's like two pages of Earth denizens, two pages of cars. And it's like, you know, it's cool because they use this stuff in the show. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, wow, you know, are they... They're just digging for filler here when they, <laughs> you know, a whole page of stupid animals. Yeah, they actually say stupid organics. Yeah. It's like here's a bird and a cat and a dog, several dogs. And... Twelve cows. I'm okay. The, oh, uh, oh, this, this is something worth pointing out. Uh, it's like page 193. They talk about Bee in the City. Yeah. From the 2008 BotCon. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was, uh, uh, for those who weren't sitting in on it, uh, Chris Ho, Vangelis, who did the voice right. of uh, Shockwave. Yeah. That was the first time I'd met him that year. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he doing the voice of Shockwave? But he did a really <laughs> good job. Yeah. Um, overall, Volume 1 is done up very well. Uh, it, it pretty much encompasses all, all of the first two season stuff. Um... Do you have a favorite uh, page or a favorite thing that they put in this book, Steve? Um, I, I wouldn't say I have any particular one thing that's my favorite, uh, but I do like the fact that they show in here different variations of what the characters could have looked like, uh, all the detailed settings without characters in them. Right. Uh it's, I mean, not, not only is it nice backdrops in there, but I mean, I, I just like all the art. I mean, yeah. I know the information is, is great too, uh, but like I said, the, the art is what catches me. And I mean, despite, you know, me not caring for most of the actual cartoon, <laughs> I do have to give props that they did some things right. What about you, Michael? Well, I, yeah, I'll have to go with Steve there. Is it? The art in this book is just really, really amazing. In fact, I would I would go so far as to say that uh, I don't necessarily need all of the uh, episode synopsises. You know, although sure. you know the episode synopsises are nice because you have art from each episode in there. Right. But it's it's not as much as you're going to get from, you know, the character details or in the back of the book you've got all all the backgrounds. Yeah. In fact, I uh well that's funny. Uh my wife, as a school teacher, she got me the scholastic uh, version. I was, I was looking for the word scholastic on <laughs> it, but I don't see it. It's a smaller book. It's a very small book and it's just a, you know, she 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 got it for me thinking that this was the full version. Uh, she's like, look what I got you, and it's it's really cool. It's it's about a hundred pages. Yeah. Uh, but it's got all of the character art and uh, a lot of the. Uh, uh, I don't want to say it. Well, no, actually, it's just character art. Yeah, so it covers the character art. Uh, but I mean, as far as an art book goes, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. It's it's really oh, no. I, really really neat. I was gonna say, oh, it only goes up to yeah, page one hundred and three of the actual all the the full size one. 
But right. for me, the cool stuff, the cool thing about the alt, the the the, the full size, is once you get past like page. Oh, here we go. Yeah, like page one ninety four. We're getting chapter seven settings. Yeah. Where we have all again all this gorgeous background art. Yeah. One of the funniest things for me, and I just now noticed this because I'm looking at the back of the book. On the UPC code, it says. Not intended for children under thirteen. Okay, I know it's a big. I know it's a big two hundred and twenty page heavy ass book, but there's nothing graphic in here. I mean, there. I mean, this thing isn't you know an, an NC seventeen movie or something like that. I think it might be the reading level. Probably it might probably. be referring to, because I, I mean, just just looking through all this green text that's hard to read on the dark background. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of big words. <laughs> Just a lot of big words. But no, yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's you know ten year olds that are reading at a thirteen year old level, and they'll enjoy it more. But, but the uh, scholastic version, just leafing through it, what 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 bit of text there is, right. uh, interspersed within among all the character art, um, it's not. It's not terribly difficult to read. But then again, I think most of this is written to sound like other characters. So in most cases, you're not going to get a lot of big words out of some of these characters. If that makes sense. Oh, that makes perfect oh, sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it it's, it's a second to third grade book, so. Yeah. Hey. And, I, and I think it's nice that they did that and they condensed it so, you know, kids at a younger age whose parents might get them to watch the cartoon can actually see it as well without having to, you know, have this big, heavy book. Now, one of the greatest things about this book is, <laughs> you know, most books will have words of praise or acclaim. <laughs> the reviews. Hard to believe that a couple of organic humans put this volume together. It'll surely help me make Magnus someday, Sentinel Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sunstorm's review. Yeah, hold on. A superlative showcase of early 22nd century Detroit, and I don't say that just because I own a substantial share of the publisher's stock, Porter C. Powell. <laughs> uh, and of course, this is actually where our, our clip of, of Grimlock actually came in. As soon as I saw this, book good. That's where I had David do podcast good. As soon as uh... I saw that. That's where I got the podcast good from. <laughs> uh, and Lockdown says, uh, This here guide is invaluable in sussing out any potential quarries worth its weight in upgrades. This book ain't bad. It could stand a bit more of me. But other than that, pretty good. Bumblebee. <laughs> and then Sunstorm. What a brilliant book. Probably the best I've ever read, Human or Cybertronian. I can't recommend it strongly enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that character. Yeah, Sunstorm is awesome. Uh, so we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into Volume 2. Podcast good! We are back, and we are here talking about the AllSpark Almanacs. This time we're going to talk about Volume 2. Now this cover, I love. Uh, you got Retgar, uh, you got Bumblebee, Sorry are the three main main characters, and then you've got them playing with other characters' toys. 
<laughs> and you've got toy boxes uh, strewn throughout uh, the cover. This cover is awesome. Yeah, I like the I like the toys. Actually, yeah. have the toys in there. Yeah, I like the fact that everything's covered in those little plastic Twix ties. Yeah. Oh. I hate those things. I hate those things. Did you <laughs> notice uh, the little sound wave popping his head up or over? Yeah, I did. Of the box? That's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, this book is slightly different than, than Volume 1 because, for me, when I read Volume... Like, I thought Volume 1 was going to be everything. Mm, right. I didn't... Yeah, I, You know, when I got to the end of Volume 1, the first time I looked through it, I'm like, wait... Where's season three? What the hell? <laughs> You're you know, missing a big chunk. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, you guys are missing a big chunk of stuff here, and and uh, I didn't realize that they were saving it for a second volume. And here we have the second volume. This is basically broken up into two sections. Part one is the season three stuff, and then part two is um, all about the toy design, the animation, season four, the toy gallery, packaging art. Uh, and the cast. Um, and you have a lot of the main characters on the opposite page here. You got Optimus, Prowl, Ratchet, Bumblebee, Bulkhead, Grimlock, all that stuff. Very, very awesome. And whereas in the previous book, Derek J. Wyatt wrote the foreword, in this one, Matt Youngberg is writing the foreword. So that's very cool. Um, let's see. Oh, wow. Well, there's your Roadbuster Magnus in animation form. Woohoo! <laughs> actually, I was looking ahead later on at the toy designs where they're actually showing early prototypes of some of the toys. Yep. And oddly, the. Uh, oh, these are the Hero Jet Twins. Apparently, the Jet Twins appeared in uh, the original uh, version, which was the Transformers Hero. Mm-hmm. And. Honestly, they they don't look nearly as crap as the as the uh, <laughs> the animated version that came out did. They actually don't look that awful. I so wish the the Shadow Blade Megatron toy looked like this animation model on page ten. Oh, the repaints. Yeah. The, the animation model. Yeah. I so wish the Shadow Blade Megatron looked like this repaint of Megatron. That would have been cool to see him look like that in the show, honestly. Oh, yeah. Of course, so would it have been of half these other characters shown right here. He looks very Tron. That's what I like about it. Yeah. (laughs) Hence Megatron. Megatron. (laughs) I like the swindle repaint, the the red and gray swindle. He doesn't look nearly G2 enough for me, but... Yeah, That's still very cool. What I like though is you get the animation models here early on, but then when you get to the second half of the book in toys, they actually show the you know the the toy repaints, the, at least the ones that they they made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of good stuff here. If only Wheeljack was in this series more. Oh man. <laughs> I know I know we're getting a prime ver- a Transformers Prime toy of Wheeljack. I know we've got Generations Wheeljack and that's all well and good. But uh, oh man, does animated Wheeljack look so awesome. Yeah, don't get me started on Prime Wheeljack. Oh, stop it. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, 
uh, IDW wouldn't give us the rights to drift, so we'll, we'll make our <laughs> own Mary Sue with swords. Hey. He's not a... Anyway, we'll get to that way later. We'll we'll get to that in 2014, people. Um, dun, dun, dun. My, my only real complaint about Season 3, I never saw Rodimus in car mode in the animation. But they have it here in the book, and that's just like, awesome. It looks like Rodimus. Well, of course it looks like, like Rodimus. Well, the thing is, though, is I would expect Rodimus... To have a more Cybertronian car or Cybertronian alt mode, and here it's it's clearly a car. Well, they were homaging, obviously, for G1. Yeah, well, you know, G1, he's a Cybertronian car, which just makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> especially when you look a couple pages earlier, and all the other Cybertronians have Cybertronian modes. Yeah. Oh, you know, I take that back. Look, Wheeljack has wheels. Yeah, Wheeljack has wheels. Those Perceptor. Well, technically they all have wheels, but not like Earth wheels. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're round, but they're not Earth wheels. Um, it's something else. This this series really it doesn't make up for what this character was in Armada, but it made him a hell of a lot cooler, which is Hotshot. I love Hotshot's alt mode in this. So oh. cool. <laughs> no, it looks about the same as Hotcha. No, true, it does. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's animated style. I never liked the Hotshot character. I okay. I for, for like the five seconds that he's in season three, episode one, the Transwarp. Yeah. I mean, he's only he's only in there as an homage. He's so only, yeah, he's in there. Long I don't like mind him there, but yeah. yeah, you're right. The Hotshot character in Armada can go to hell. <laughs> and more so burn in hell and die I like yes. I like the brawn he's like yeah. all short and squat and just yeah <laughs> yeah he got, he got fat in his old age that's funny I would have loved to have seen a toy of this red alert that looks awesome I think if they had kept red alert as a main character as opposed to going with ratchet uh, we would have gotten a very cool toy yeah and I wonder if maybe they went with a ratchet because they couldn't figure out how to get a red alert to transform. Maybe. And what I like is the uh, the uh, in the character art here they show her arm, uh, or I should say her hand is uh, kind of ends in in like a a gun type of thing. Yeah. But that is uh, it's the same hand extension that. Uh, Armada Red Alert had. Yeah. So it all ties together. Yeah. And of course, on page 27, Warpath, again, we needed a Warpath animated <laughs> toy. Oh my god. I don't know. You know, honestly, if you look at, at this toy and you compare it to, like, Generations Warpath, or you look at this figure and you compare it to the toy of Generations Warpath, very similar Someone was, you know, basically keeping this in mind when they designed that toy. Yep. I like Beachcomber. Uh, yeah, Beachcomber apparently wasn't a favorite of, of certain people on this show. <laughs> uh, um, I think shame. Sea Spray looks awesome. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's got an inner tube. 
I think it's funny that they included like Die Atlas and Sky Gary in here because I don't think these two made it into the show. I don't. They, they might have made it into like a crowd scene, but I don't think they actually had an actual appearance. I think their heads appeared in Yokitron's, uh, you know, dojo. Yeah. As but they were just, uh, you know, like busts. It was a sculpture. They didn't actually show the rest of the figure. Hey kids, look! It's me, Mario, and my brother Luigi. <laughs> Wahoo! Pipes and Hoffer. Yeah, yeah, they have uh, Botanica and Wheelie. Yep. They were never in the show. Nope. I kind of like the way Wheelie, Wheelie might have been in a crowd scene, but I don't think Botanica was in the show at all. No, not at all. I, I would. I'm surprised that a character like Botanica would fly, because she's literally, you know, that's her thing. She's a plant lady. She's half a plant. She's an organic. And yeah. that would have made everyone else on the, on the planet go into a complete tizzy. <laughs> yeah. I love Cosmos, tracks and Mirage. Those three look amazing. Yeah. But we did see tracks in, in Transwarped, but he was only in robot mode for a second. Um, but toys of tracks and, and, and Mirage, those would have been awesome. You know, if you look at the figure and the... Uh, to a certain extent, the car mode there. He looks an awful lot like, uh... Oh, um... Blur? I, no, I'm, I'm thinking Nitro Prime, and I forget what name they gave Nitro Prime in, uh, in the U.S. Night, Nightwatch Optimus? No, in, in Japan, there was a character named Nitro Prime. And oh. in the U.S., they turned it into a girl. And oh, and it was na- I forget what they named her in the U.S. But uh, some of these other ones that are in here are so weird to me. Like Light Bright. They, no, <laughs> th- this is shit they're making up. Yeah. I mean, well, well like like the uh, the throttle bots, uh, Chase and Freeway and Searchlight. Those yeah. positive. Those weren't in the in the show. And then. Like flare up was in the show. Like Volks and Carrera, these are these are like Argentinian bumblebee repaints that they're just like, let's go ahead and throw that in there just for the hell of it. <laughs> but by the time you get in the yeah, by the time you get in the, like light bright and lickety split, uh, these were these are toys that they made up, and and I think I think they uh, they said that they were gonna let Mongo name them, and Mongo wanted to name them after. Uh, my Little Ponies. So you end up with Lickety Split. And then and then Light Bright, it turned out there was something, there's My Little Pony that sounded like Light Bright or something, but they couldn't get the rights to that. They couldn't say it, you know, yeah. because of trademark issues. So they settled on Light Bright, which worked just as well because that's the name of an, like an old 80s toy. So, you, you know, you get extra kudos there. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to talk about the animals first, and then we'll go back to that pink thing that supposedly saved G1. The animals. Um, <laughs> got Steeljaw, Steeljaw, Zor, yeah. and Ramhorn. Now, Ramhorn. the problem I have with showing Steeljaw in this book is Steeljaw and Ramhorn specifically. We never had a blaster in the show, and we never, we never had you know, Soundwave's adversary in the show at all. Um, 
I think uh, the Human Error two-parter and Sound and Fury, if you had made those three episodes Blaster versus Soundwave, they would have been, fans would have liked them a lot more. I uh, think maybe we would have seen that in like season four. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I've heard of this Rosanna thing for two or three years now. Someone please explain this to me. Explain what now? The fact that everyone says Rosanna is going to save G1. I don't get this. Uh, it, it was part of the Japanese uh, storyline behind the Binal Tech. So yeah, you have um, Ravage, right? right? Who is who is a who is a Tech car? He, they, there was actually a, a purple Corvette, I think. No, no, that wasn't Ravage. There was a, yeah, it was a purple, a black Corvette that transformed into into a into a robot with the Jaguar head, which was Ravage. Okay. And then later on, they had a a Jaguar car that transformed into a robe into a beast mode jaguar okay and they were both supposed to be ravage so the idea there in japan there there was a a whole storyline there where ravage from the future came back into the past and was interfering with the the vinyl tech production something along those lines it's like it's like beast wars ravage uh didn't really die but he was stuck in cassette mode and then somehow got sent back into the past where he reformatted his body into a car, something along those lines, and somewhere Rosanna stopped him. Oh, okay. At least I, I think that's how it went. I don't know. Well, maybe one of the listeners, maybe Gog Dog from TFW or somebody, I, I know Gog Dog loves the Rosanna thing, so maybe someone can explain it to us in an email or something. Um Sorry's protoform in the design stage. Not, well, I mean, the, the full art, it just looks weird. I, I forget uh, how I described it in the show. What did, we, <laughs> what did I call it? Encephalitis baby head or something? <laughs> something like that. It's like a, I don't know. It's creepy looking. Yeah, it's, it's very creepy looking. He's creepy. Uh, you know, and then you get Wasp. Um, with his Earth car mode, basically just a repaint of Bumblebee. We are completely, we're so completely glossing over the two pages of Sorry Gadgets. Yeah, that's because we've kind of already made fun of the Sorry Gadgets. And we really we need got... two pages for Sorry Gadgets? I mean, granted. apparently so. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got two Ooh. pages of Wasp. Really need to. I mean, honestly, there's like well, one, there, one, there, is there, there's his, a, one is his alt is his before innator form, and the other is post innator. Well, there's there's right? entire there's an entire pages here of, uh, you know, background between the love interest between Doug Bass and like Flare Up or something that that, <laughs> yeah. that they completely chucked. They couldn't even include that because they didn't have enough space, and yet we have two pages of sorry fingers. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, th- I feel a little cheated. Um, do you read uh, Jim Sorensen's blog? No, I, I I will read it every now and then, but it's not something that I read. As much as I love Jim Sorensen, he's an awesome guy. I I don't know. I just I I only go there when when stuff is pointed out to me. Um, oh well, he recently wrote like a huge chunk of behind the scenes 
yeah. uh, specifically for this book. And yeah. how, you know, he wrote half of them and the co- other author wrote the other half and how they traded the, oh, yeah. uh, the the bios back and forth. Like, I like this character and you like that character and nobody wanted Doug Bass. Uh, but apparently <laughs> after after a while, they, they started writing all this stuff that was just, you know, off the wall. You know, like, like I said, like a love interest between Doug Bass and like, Flare Up or somebody. Mm-hmm. And they ended up cutting it. They couldn't include it because they just did not have enough room in the book. Yeah, I have to go back and read that on his blog. It's a lot of. It was very interesting. I love behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I, I would have to say my favorite part out of the entire volume two at this point is page fifty and fifty one. <laughs> two pages of Cyclonus. Well, it's, it's not really two pages. I mean, it's a. I mean, if you look at it as an open book, it's it's one whole page sample. I mean, it's you know. Right. It's, no, it looks one, good. One, one page is his bio this... and his alt mode, and the, and the other page is his different animatic designs. I don't think they even showed most of this in the in the in the show. No, he was he was in the show for about half a second. Blink and you miss it. Right? Yeah, pretty much. So now, this is just gold right here. The fact that they included it all. Yeah. Now, one of the things that a lot of people have said, and I've even, I've even said this, the um, not classics, crap. Universe, uh, the the is it Challenge at Cybertron? Yeah, Challenge at Cybertron three three pack where it's the the a, a repainted Universe Cyclonus to be more G one ish colors, the more regular Cyclonus purple that he is. Yeah. As soon as I saw this page and I saw his two swords that are on this page, I'm like, one of these. As much as I don't like third party stuff, one of these third party companies needs to make Cyclonus swords for that <laughs> that that generation's version of Cyclonus. Yeah. No, it does Steve, look very cool. Steve, you haven't said much. What do you like about the art in this one, or what do you like so far out of the out of part two before we get to the toy stuff? Um, I, I like the, some of the characters they show in this one compared to the previous one, and uh, some of the descriptions of some of the season three characters, such as like Cyclonus and uh, Wasp and uh, various characters that you see very limit, limited limited uh, versions of. Yeah. Uh, I like the variations in some of them, like Soundwave and uh, some of the homages that are in here. Mm-hmm. Such as Reflector, Straxus. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Straxus. But overall, like they're all pretty decent, but there's a lot of like throwaway characters in here yeah. that have nothing to do with the show. Stretch. Yeah. What the hell is a stretch? <laughs> uh, it's one of those toys out. from the eighties that you just yanked on the arms till they almost broke. I think stretch arms it was strong. Like, yep. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, wasn't there a GoBot that was a limo? Oh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I remember. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't like the Soundwave toy. Now, I know that they made three different Soundwaves. They made the original version, they made the electrostatic, and they made the electromagnetic. The electromagnetic never got to retail. It only got, it only leaked here and there. And I only know, I think I only actually have talked to and know of one guy who has the white and green, black and purple electromagnetic Soundwave, and that's Mitch Santona. 
Uh, he's a YouTube reviewer. Um, but I would have loved the Soundwave toy in those colors. That would be awesome. Yeah. And and then the black version is basically Sound Blaster, and that's awesome as well. But the big question would be, which guitar would that one get? The Electromagnetic? Yeah. I would hope it would get Rat Bat, because I love Rat Bat. Oh, actually, I was going to say he could have gotten a, uh, uh, a Buzzsaw. <laughs> Or you know, I think somewhere in here they 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 show an orange rat bat and call him Wing Thing, which uh-huh. is like really, uh, really digging. <laughs> it's like some obscure stuff there. Yep. And now we get into the toy pages. Wow. Yeah, the Takara versions are super. Oh, you skipped shiny. Spitter. A spitter was disgusting. Yeah, another, it's another one of those characters, though, that, you know, you didn't even see his entire robot mode. Uh, yeah. You didn't, yeah, I mean, but here they've got the whole thing front and back. Not only that, but they repaint him in the slapper, which I think is awesome. What I really love about this is page 64. This is another one of my favorite parts of this book. Yatter. Yatter. Yes, Yatter, page 64. Uh, report to me at once. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically the Transformers animated version of Twitter. And it's basically... <laughs> it's basically Total Ownage 42. It's basically Headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Trending Yats. That's awesome. <laughs> Trending Yats. Freaking rule. Short-packed. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Frenzy is red. Rumble is blue. Rumble is blue. Frenzy is red. <laughs> Rumble is purple. Frenzy is red. I, I like Ravage Kitty. Yeah, that's Kitty. awesome. Ravage Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Um, But no, the toy design on these and all these... <clears throat> All these additional things that are in here about the the Japanese stuff is just awesome. The ja- oh, the Japanese toys? No, there's a couple of Japanese-looking ads. Um, it's on page 7879. It's kind of like a Japanese newspaper, I think. I, I don't know. It's some sort of newspaper. Right. Jumping way ahead there. You didn't mention anything about uh, the, the several pieces of Sentinel on page 70. Which I thought was kind of cool. Well, we already saw him without his head. I mean, <laughs> Sentinel without his head. Yeah, when his head got lobbed off by Motor, uh, not Motormaster, uh, Headmaster. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I I flubbed that entirely. Uh, I, I mean, Ultra Magnus. Oh so. yeah. You didn't yeah, even that's... look on page seventy to prove me wrong. Like, whoa, what do you mean Sentinel without? No, <laughs> that's Ultra Magnus after he got shot by Shockwave. Yeah, that's kind of disturbing. I'm tired. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I'm actually trying to get to the actual. Wow, place. there's like several pages of fake magazine here. Yep. Fake magazine. A, bu- <laughs> a bunch of fonts, a bunch of different fonts with the Autobot and Decepticon names on them, which is pretty cool. Um, on page 87 what looks to be like a TFA Bumblebee um, 
one of those stupid things. Oh God, uh, pogs. What's like pogs. a bubble pog that you would throw and whatever. Oh, you know this is. Oh, you know I was gonna say this was the first time that I think that individual characters got their own stylized, you know, name. Yeah. Thing, but that's not entirely true. That they started that in the Transformers movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean that was uh, not not the good one, but uh, the one that came out in two thousand seven. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Optimus Prime had his own name. It, th- it didn't look like this, but it looked it had flames and stuff. And Bumblebee had his own name, and it looked like, you know, some urban kid spray painted on a wall or something. Um, okay, look, there's Snake Eyes. <laughs> Are you skipping ahead already? Yeah. Totally missed the rock creature and the space bridges. Yeah, the space bridges. The oh, the bridges. scooter jetpack. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. The Thanatos class ship. I have no idea what this is. The Great War game. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is really, really weird in this yeah, book. Yeah, you're, you're getting really deep into this stuff now. Yeah. Um. Again, another one of my favorite it favorite things in this is seeing oh. the purple shockwave uh, design like that. That's awesome. Here is uh, yeah, page 104 or 105. They actually go through all of the bus in uh, uh, Yokotron's dojo yep. and, and who they are and what they did. That's awesome. That is cool because, you know, there's a lot of people speculating like, what is this guy and what is that guy? And a lot of these ended up being like, Japanese toys that no one had ever heard of. Well, you know, people who who know about the Japanese shows would have heard, like Star Upper, Star Saber, Diatlas, and Sky Gary. It's like, who the hell are these guys? But they're, uh, you know, grandest. They're heavy load. They're, they're all Japanese toys. Yeah. Stellar cartography. That's fun. <laughs> There's That's almost like a thing. Star Trek term. It is, yeah, yeah. Page 106, wing thing. It's an orange yep. bat. Yeah, the rat bat. And a buzzsaw. Oh, and a sunder. Buzzsaw and sunder. Ta- I'll take sundor. <laughs> sundor is awesome. I, um... Yeah, so that is cool. And I wonder where they get all these names in the stellar cartography. I mean, there's an awful lot of planets listed you know some of them are transformerish like there's up in the uh oh, the upper right it, there's a planet called zarek yeah and a yeah. it's JD... just really cool what they did with this that they're like is because when i heard that they were making a volume two i was like okay outside of season three what else are they going to put in it i mean i wasn't i didn't know at the time that they were going to put all this other stuff in it and it was it's just so cool <laughs> new texas there's a planet called We Made It. <laughs> and there's a planet Scaro, which I'm assuming is where the Daleks are from. Uh, planet Convoy. Planet Doom. Planet Blot. That's funny. Where's 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 Scar or Junk? It should be the planet uh, Junk. <laughs> there it is, Planet Junk. There's the beast planet. Well, this is cool. 
I haven't looked at any of this yet, so this is kind of a neat thing. Nintendo. <laughs> it's a Nintendo planet. There's Char in Striker's Domain. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I gotta turn this. <gasps> There's a planet. There's a planet Eternia. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just having too much fun with this. I'm going to have to turn the page and keep going. Sorry, uh, you know, I just got this book in the mail like a week ago because I didn't, I didn't get it when it originally came out. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, have it before we did this podcast. And yeah. it's, uh, it's just been a lot of fun to look at. There's a lot of neat stuff in here. Planet Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> Viacon. The wow. Viacon. Dinosaur. There's the Rigel system. They got sticks, SETI Alpha, the Planet of Goo, right next to the Planet of Junk. Well, of course, the Planet of Goo and Planet of Junk would be next door to each other. Rekgar owns both of them. Airlandia. <laughs> I wonder if there's an Alderaan. New Texas. <laughs> there's Aberon. Yeah. <laughs> the Planet of We Made It. <laughs> is that actually in there? That is in there. Yeah, it's the planet of we made it. There's and then, uh, yeah, a couple furnace. below that, Scaro, Scaro, Strogos. Yeah, so they they they, they pulled from a lot of different nebulos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. New Quintessa. There's a lot of a lot of battle planets in here. Nexus Zero. If you're familiar with this battle planet. The next zero ties into the uh, Beast Wars. Uh, the other, no, not well, not just Nexus Zero in Beast Wars, but it also ties into uh, uh, some of the other stuff of uh, what the hell is that other series called that never made it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> just reading way too deep into it. what I didn't notice until just now is that there's a key. On the bottom uh, of uh, page one fourteen, that actually tells you, you know, if it's a robot planet, it's an organic planet, Decepticon world, Autobot world, you know, whose territory it lives in. Vak territory. Yeah. Where's, they should have had the Vakness. Oh, oh, the, oh, Protoss is right in the middle. That's Vak, and Nexus Zero is right in the middle. That's all Vak area. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I kind of <laughs> like that. But uh, I was gonna say uh, page one nineteen. You know, a whole half-page view of Metroplex. Yep. Which is so cool. This is so awesome. The toy you'll never have. I what? Oh, what, an animated Metroplex? Yeah. It looks enough like G1 Metroplex that I think I I think I already own this one. <laughs> All right, moving on to part two, which is the toys. There's a foreword on this by Eric Siebenhaler, so that's awesome. And this basically shows you all the sketches and prototype designs of how they went about constructing the animated toys. Multicolor long arm shockwave, that looks weird. Page 164. Wow, you jumped Sorry, a lot. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm, I'm still leafing through the eight pages of Omega Supreme repaints. <laughs> not to say it's not cool, but geez, oh, Pete's. You <laughs> they know. have a Beast Wars reference? Where? Oh, unknown locale. That's it's on uh, page one thirty nine. 
Oh, I gotta back up a little bit. I'm 30. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah! Don't read too much into this. I know. <laughs> they should have done what I said, damn it. <sighs> I, I, I do like the, uh, the Sigma Supreme, the Steel Haven schematics. Yeah, that's awesome. They so should have made that. This looks a lot like uh, the G.I. Joe schematics. They should, I still think that they should have made the original arc, the Axelon, the Dark Side. Mm. And then the Steel Haven. Yeah, I'm so glad I, I'm not in on the uh, the toy production stuff before we actually see final product. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just like... I think it's cool that they show us resin models and stuff like that, but I just I would much rather see the final product. A lot of these didn't have a final product. I mean, literally, they they only got as far as the resin stage, and they said, "Yeah, we're never gonna make this." Well, Snarl had a final product. Oil Slick had a final product. Oh, okay, I know. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Shockwave well, they... had a final product, but you get yet you see him in resin form. Even though we didn't get the toy, we can see what Wingblade Prime would look like. Um, I do like seeing Rodimus in, in resin form. That's really cool. Mm. RC as well. That looks really cool as well. She RC almost looks like a Leader One figure. <laughs> I like the uh, the prototypes of Shockwave. Yeah, the prototypes of Shockwave are awesome. Those look very, very cool. I I think I mentioned earlier I like the uh, the Transformers Hero Jet Twin prototypes. Those look really cool. Those remind me a lot of uh, the G1 uh, twins, and and I forget their name, but the like the 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 Decepticons they had like Pounce and Wingspan. Yeah, Pounce and Wingspan, and um, oh, Lightspeed and something else. For the Autobots. No, that's a Computron toy. They're one of the one of those Compubots. I forget. I forget the Autobots names, but uh, you know, basically they they looked identical. And then, well, they, the G one didn't combine, but the combined mode. Fastlane and Cloud Raker were the twins for the there Autobots. There you go. That's right. Okay. Uh, but the combined mode for the Hero Jet Twins looks good. Compared to the combined mode for the animated Jet Twins, which looks like ass. Painful ass. But, uh, yeah. I, I like seeing... Uh, you know, it's like, as sad as it is that we didn't get these toys, I like seeing that they put the effort in, you know, almost giving them to us. Yeah. Like, I like, mean, these are these are really awesome. And then yeah. really for this one, as far as reading this book, is really where you get into, like, you know where they go into about the animation, about the prototypes, and reading this versus reading the episode synopsises that were in earlier. Yeah. Um, this is really where I love reading about, like, the sound and the music and and all this and all that, this this part of the behind-the-scenes book thing. But my favorite part, page one... Papa. Oh, I need some sleep. Page 182, what? season four... Oh, yeah, we got to talk about 182. Oh, this is awesome. And it's like, you know, you get through Volume 1 and you say, okay, you know what, we're missing we're missing the toys here. 
and we're missing season three. And you know what would be cool? Season four. And lo and behold, here we have, uh, you know, more season four in the toys. More information about season four than than you know what we've ever had before. Yeah. And we speculate a lot as we you know what might have come in season four. But it's it's really really neat that they, you know, put down as much as they had. I mean, they didn't have they didn't have a lot. They you know they didn't plan out the entire season, but from what they had, they they showed it here. And it's really kind of cool to see what what could have been. Oh my God, Kaon and Link Erie, that's an awesome image. <laughs> Page one eighty three. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. Ironhide's Earth Mode. Yep. Man, you're trying to kill us with awesome. <laughs> now again, as as I've said before, I've never, no one I think has ever really liked Hotshot, but seeing the Hotshot toy design, <laughs> because it's animated toy aesthetic, I really like it. I wish we got this toy. Nah, I don't... You know, we got, uh, I don't want to call it classic, it was a classics or generation hotshot. Uh, that, that's just a crap toy. Yeah. I mean, I, just so unimpressed with that toy. But I do like the Power Master Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is just, uh, this, these are just my, uh, drawings. But, I mean, they, they got to the, the design stage. It looks like it would have made a cool toy. It I looks very, uh... Robots in Disguise. Yeah. But what yeah. I made a really cool toy, uh, the Marauder Megatron, because he has a Beast Machines Megatron uh, mask. Right. The uh, the Triple Changer? Yep. I don't know. I mean, as far as Triple Changers go, it's, you know, it just kind of reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, six-shot modes where it's like, Okay, it's a jet, and then you fold the wings up, and look, it's a car. Yeah, but see, I would only get like if they ever, if they had ever made that toy, I would have only gotten it for the robot mode just to see the face. Oh, eh. No, just the face is cool. It's yeah. Very Hannibal Lecter, but I, I just, you know, can't get on board. And then the rest of this is pretty much just images of all the toys we've gotten to this point outside of, like, Hydro Dive, Bumblebee, and Goldfire, Grimlock. Well, when you get into, like, page 203, there's your Blackout, there's your Thundercracker, your Goldfire, Grimlock, Fugitive yeah. Waspinator, Mercenary Swindle, which does look awesome. Uh, yes, he does. You know, Mudbuster Bulkhead, just don't... I don't see the point in that. I mean, it's it's still bulkhead. It doesn't look right to me. But, uh, yeah, like Wingblade Optimus, Vortex Blur. They didn't even get Vortex Blur in Japan. Yeah, I know. Vortex Blur didn't even come out. Yeah, it's like, screw you guys. <laughs> Repaints. Screw you guys, I'm going Repaints. home. This is, a, this is a layup, man. I mean, honestly, if they, I suppose if they could find people to buy it. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. I don't know. That's a dead horse I don't want to beat anymore. The one thing of the praise on, on, on the back of this book that I really like is from Swindle. 
I've donated dozens of these books to the poor, <laughs> protoforms at the Minimum Security Orphanorium. As part of a charity work, they just can't get enough. <laughs> part of my charity work. And you can you can hear it in his voice, too. And it says Swindle. Oh, no, it's the Mirror Universe, universe Twindle. Mirror Universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention at all. I was staring at Tara Strong's headshot here on page 217. Yes. It does talk about the cast. It talks about the crew as well. So... Steve, final thoughts on Volume 2? Um, I would say it's a nice addition showing uh, uh, mostly like, you know, the nice nods and the planets and, and some of the backgrounds and uh, some of the other models of the characters that they came up with. Uh, not that I really care much for the toy aspect of it. Right. Um, but... I don't entirely discount it either because it does have some pretty nice stuff in it. Overall, it's it's, it's pretty nice. I I'd say that you you know if you have the first one, you definitely have to have the second one to complete the whole uh, piece of the show. And I really want to get the addendum at some point as well. We probably won't do anything with that as far as podcast form, but the addendum is supposed to show you designs of how they came up with the Stunticon job stuff. It, it's supposed to show you all like that kind of TFA botcon character stuff. So that's what the addendum is supposed to be. Right. Um, I think that comes included with the uh... with the diamond edition of of uh, uh, the Stunticon job, uh, the the retail version of the Stunticon job comic. Right. When they sell it in the stores. Yeah. Yeah. So assuming your store has it, and assuming you have a store. Yes. Final good. thoughts on volume two, Michael. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really like, uh, I mean, again, Volume One covered everything very very well. I mean, everything, everything, even stuff that you didn't think you needed. You know, pictures yeah. of the humans, pictures of the cars that were there. Uh, it's like, well, that's great. You very thorough, and then you get into Volume Two, and it, equally thorough uh, for the 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 season three stuff. But then, you know, that's only half a book. What are you going to do? Uh, then we get into toys and character models, just all sorts of neat stuff. But at what point do they just start making stuff up? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, maybe we don't have enough room. How about how about we put Stretch in there? And, hey, didn't Derek Wyatt make an animated scalpel? We'll put him in there, too, and... You know, just like Magnificus. Why is there? You know, <laughs> it's like why is there a Diaclone Colors Perceptor, you know, here at all? And why I I'm not I'm not sure how we got in here. It's uh, kind of cool to see a repaint of the different characters. So that's yeah, I suppose. But then you end up with like Straxus. Was Straxus going to be in season four, and they're just not telling us? Probably. Is it like one of one of Derek Wyatt's favorite characters? He just happened to draw one up. I don't know. Uh, just recently, uh, Derek Wyatt did a G two Straxus. Yeah. More paint up, maybe a, a digibash or whatever of his artwork. Yeah. yeah and he, yeah, cool. he's all in like leopard print. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it it it's pretty horrific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
my final thoughts for volume two are pretty much like I, I love seeing all the season three stuff. It it just hurts my brain to even read the season four stuff because I know we're never going to get it. Um, I like seeing all the toy designs, even though I'm not really a fan of the resin models for the most part. Um, but all in all, it was a very good read through of, of information and background stuff, behind the scenes stuff. So with that, I think we're going to take another break, and we're going to come back to close the show after this. I'm already broken. Transformation Animation Podcast will be back after these messages. You can now hear the GeekCast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free use and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear GeekCast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter GeekCast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code GeekCast Radio when you register. Stan Bush here, and I dare you to check out Radio Free Cybertron. This is Brian Kilby, host of Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show, and one of the world's first podcasts. First online in 1999. Yes, 1999. We've been doing this for a while. We are also the official podcast of tformers.com and quite frankly, we're pretty awesome. So check us out, tfradio.net. Soundwave, jam that transmission. Rumble frenzy, ravage rapid, eject, operation interference. No, there will be no operation interference. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out. The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes.
Now back to Transformation Animation Podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Transformation Animation Podcast. Or so ways to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post. Stream the show on Stitcher, stitcher.com. Uh, you can uh, leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is TFA Podcast. Mine is TFG and Mike. Michael, what is your Twitter? PeconCT Michael. And Steve? SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast or radio network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving a message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast and wish you'll join us for one final time when we will put Transformation Animation to a close with the series recap where Kevin will be joining us. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with... Michael Wilson. And Steve Megatron Phillips. We'll tap you again in two weeks. Transform and roll out. (laughs) 